our intelligence and law enforcement agencies undertook that assessment in the first several days of this administration. In March, they concluded that domestic violence experience posed Okay, welcome to Big Brother Holding Company. Uh, that's my channel. My name's Jay Krupka, or James Andrew <laughs> Krupka. Uh, I'm a writer from Denver, Colorado. A proud American. Uh, former Democrat. Former convict. Um, but I'm not a communist. I'm not a socialist. They're the same goddamn thing, and they've always been. And that's what these essays are about. This is... The Sinister Agenda. And uh, what we're going to be talking about is basically the fusion of these intelligence agencies. I'm a woman of color. I am a mom. I am a cisgender millennial who's been diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. I am intersectional, but my existence is not a box-checking exercise. I am a walking declaration. A woman whose inflection does not rise at the end of her sentences, suggesting that a question has been asked. I did not sneak into CIA. My employment was not and is not the result of a fluke or slip through the cracks. Along with um, some nonprofits and some Ivy League schools. Um, um, where does the origin for the census come from? We've been doing it since 17, since the very beginning. Is it in the Constitution? Mm -hmm. Is it? The requirement of the census? Yes. The census of, no, I'm, I'm talking about the institution. Not, not in the sense of exact words, but. And do we, is it required to be done by race? Does it say anywhere in the, in the Constitution it's done by race? No. Why is it done by race? And the big tech, buying through all those, those avenues uh, to bring about a uh, age of Aquarius, socialist um, capitulation basically to China because honestly I think that they think uh, there's a constant abutment of China and the United States uh, interests um, and particularly over Taiwan I think basically China's put people on, in the Central Intelligence Agency on notice saying hey we're gonna take this back we see it as ours and um, you have two choices get out or lay down, um, or raise up, or just what we could do is unplug our whole manufacturing empire out of China and BDS, um, boycott, divest, and sanction China, basically out of existence because the Communist Party can't uh, take 5% unemployment. Um, they can't take a systematic hit like that. And honestly, uh, right now we're propping up that communist dictatorship. If we, and we could literally, and this is a quick little caveat they'll say, we could actually structure our corporate taxes to, so they are in line with basically how much you offshore your um, workforce. If you use 100% American, it'd be 5% taxes. Could be no taxes. Uh, if you offshore your workforce, it could be 25 or 30%. Basically, they just force their hand using um, the corporate tax rate. But 
neither here nor there is an essay collection and this the definition of sinister agenda uh look it up <laughs> it literally means in latin sinister is the opposite of dexter dexterous uh it means of the left and agenda means the things being pushed forward this is so literally if you type in do, 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 sinister agenda into a latin english dictionary what it would pop out is uh the things being pushed forward by the left um hmm so yeah i, I took the dictionary or the dictionary definition it's it dates back to the 15th century. It's uh, prompted by malice or ill will, intending to mislead from the old French sinistre or sinistre, contrary false, but from Latin sinister, left on the left side. It's perfect. It's perfect. This is a sinister agenda. I mean, I was a Democrat in 2020. When, uh, when Kamala Harris was put into power, I knew something was up. And as a guy who... At that point, I was still on federal probation for smuggling illegal immigrants into this country. No shit. And that's a story I'm going to talk about. Um, because that's when my thinking on these things... I literally... And I also had a, a guy I was doing time with. His name was James Murray. He's from um, the Bay Area. And he was a Republican. And he was in a big financing case. And he got 15 years. But uh, we used to talk about politics. And um, he brought me around quite a bit to the conservative way of thinking because I was completely just not wanting to even listen to it because to listen to a conservative argument is to lose an argument if you're a leftist. I mean, there's no, there's no fucking way around it because you're dealing with bullshit facts. And if you're an intelligent person, it's baffling of the mind that you, you have to go through these mental gymnastics to, um, uh, instead of just, just saying like, like, it's, you know, it's like those, if you're a drug addict or something, I'm a drug addict, so this is how I'd relate it. But when you're like living a lie, you know, like, like, you know, you got these things that you, you don't want to come out and they finally come out. That's what it felt like to finally admit, like, uh, like, you know, the federal government, if they get power, they're going to fuck anything up. Um, the, the, that these corporate, like overlords are basically selling us out to them for a world state. They're basically trying to crush down all um, corporate competition, all the small business and everything. It's a big uh, steal. And um, this was this has been going on. Uh, COVID-19 was just the most convenient way to move this forward. And it's like kind of like the chicken and the egg. It doesn't really matter which came first. You got a fucking chicken and you got a fucking egg. You got to crack an egg and make an omelet. Um for real i mean it, because it's like uh we and and just the fact that there is a chicken and egg argument being made is testament to how bizarre our federal government has gotten um beyond uh the oversight and purview of the american people i think honestly uh if we don't unplug the system we will live to regret it we will live to regret that. Just get rid of all of it and, and bring down all power to the states. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this is like big picture kind of shit. Um, but Kamal Harris, the statement she made on January 6th, and I'm baffled at the fact that not more Democrats are just saying, yo, what the fuck are you guys talking about? 
you're talking about conservatives as if as if they're um, the Taliban. It boggles the mind. There's no way you can look at Trump supporters with their God bless America and see anything uh, evil unless you really have been conditioned. And where is this conditioning coming from? The colleges. Particularly, and this is pretty amazing. Real quick, Kamal Harris declared war on Republicans. That's clear as day. Um, th that was the, the that was the only inference you can draw with her relating 9/11 and Pearl Harbor with January 6th. Basically saying, hey, this is the beginning of a war. We're starting to see it somewhat. I don't think they feel like that they can move, but they're waiting for something to happen. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941, September 11th, 2001, and January 6th, 2021. On that day, I was not only vice president-elect, I was also a United States senator. But uh, all this goes back and like I said, I want Republicans just to stop loving the military industrial complex. That shit's got to go because that's the thing that ties us together as a, like as a contiguous body that can't be um, broken. Because you don't need to break up as a, a country. You just need to basically be a trading block, like I said. But the, the intelligence apparatus is the thing that insists on us, insists on us being uh, together. That and the financial system. Um. <clears throat> But and I was here at the Capitol that morning at a classified hearing with fellow members of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Hours later, the gates of the Capitol were breached. I had left, but my thoughts immediately turned not only to my colleagues, but to my staff who had been forced to seek refuge in our office converting filing cabinets into barricades. What the extremists... But going about bringing about a socialist um, system in this country, in its nature, is like terroristic, because what you're doing is plotting on taking other people's civil rights away. It, it, if, especially if you're talking about destroying the Republic, as far as the filibuster or anything like that, that's where you're starting to get into, okay... This is actually illegal. There's laws against this shit. Specifically, the McCarran Control Act, um, or I think it's in, uh, Internal Security Act, basically. It, and it says, basically, uh, being a, a Marxist, communist, socialist, anything like that, is illegal for that exact reason. That the system of socialism and communism is incompatible to the point where to bring that about in this country is to hinder other people's civil rights. Uh, that's why it's illegal. Uh, For that, you had like the Red Decade in the 1930s. This stuff has been constantly going on, but in communist countries, they have something called the Communist International. The communist International, they have it in China, they had it in Russia. It, it, it is one of the like key components of Marxism is the idea that it should spread to colonial worlds. And I'm going to talk about that in my next video. Um, 
it's constantly trying to indoctrinate the next victim of Marxism. And here we are parlaying it up with China. And um, BLM, like we saw that with Cuba uh, last year in 2021, when uh, Cuba came out uh, with these big protests that were happening, BLM didn't say shit. Matter of fact, they seemed to tacitly support that communist you know, hellscape. And that's really telling. But you know where we got Patrice Concolers. She's a uh, a Facebook uh, lobbyist. That's what, and, and people, the mainstream media wanted that to go away. That, Let's listen to the vice president. Certain dates echo throughout history, including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Structuring a, like a, a cohesive, um, compartmentalized economy. The government has no part in that anymore. The government has no part in anything anymore except for law enforcement, and even federal law enforcement is a redundancy. All law enforcement is done at the um, state level. Um, like, there, if uh, the FBI gets called about you or I, it's a local FBI agent who goes and sees you. Um, they have field offices everywhere, all the different uh, agencies, and they all work in concert with each other. So, like, if you if you get talked to, and I, I've been to federal prison, so I know this, but a DHS guy and talk, comes and talks to you, the guy who's with them is probably a U.S. Marshal or FBI. They're not, uh, typically, they don't even, um, and that's because of that field office operation, is that they, you know, might be the one guy in that little area, and when they got to go out and they need a second, um, the only guys that are available are guys of other agencies. But, neither here nor there, this Republican Party, as of late, um, is got, like, the populist shtick that I, I, that I love the whole populist platform because what I see with Trump, and there's not going to be popular Trump supporters to hear this, but it's Obama's platform from 2008 that he didn't deliver. And I think, honestly, if, if Americans knew, it's just like, dude, America first. It's such an easy branding. Uh, like, yo, and and really that that sums up everything as far as like immigration goes you don't want just everybody and anybody coming here because there's a social contract it's a two-way street you got to give to get right um yeah yeah there's a reason why we have this selective service and all, all this goofy shit there's a reason why you pay taxes you get something for what you give if not why would you participate um but uh, I would have never, like the Republican Party of, of before, and not, to, and not to knock the Christian conservative or whatever, but it, uh, movement at all. I don't, like, and that's the thing, I don't want to at all dogpile on Christianity because that is one of the ways of Marxism. It's just not like the marijuana thing. And we'll, we'll talk about all this, but there's a lot of policy stuff that's just like, mm, 
is that we're because from the libertarian ideas is like does the government have a place in this i think the if the republicans embrace the libertarian side of that political sphere um it would help immensely in in saving this goddamn country because at this point it's um gotten to the point where it's an existential threat No photograph of the traitors Jones and Rutherford exists, does it? <laughs>